Welcome. We're pleased to present this special episode of Nixa Talk, where industry leaders share their view on the technology that's trending in the asset management industry. You're listening to Nixa Talk, a show aimed at providing building blocks for best practice implementation to executives in the global asset management industry. Nixa Talk features targeted content from Nixa's live webinar programming. More content for your on-the-go, easy listening can be found at nixa.org. I'm Allison Lovett, your Nixa host, and on today's show, we're talking with an esteemed panel of leaders within the asset management industry on evolving trends and their expectations for how they will play out in 2019. Joining us are Scott Brady, Head of U.S. Product Development and Strategy at Columbia Threadneedle, Phil Kolb, Managing Director and Head of Product Group Services at Morgan Stanley, and Kirk Reed, Senior Vice President and Head of Operations at Oppenheimer Funds. Jim Fitzpatrick, President of Nexa, is moderating the discussion. We're going to listen in as the group discusses transformative technology within the asset management industry. Let's start with the impact technology is continuing to play in redefining our industry. Lisa Jones from Monday Pioneer said it best from my perspective when she described technology as having moved from a back office function to a front office function. Given this change, what fintech solutions are your firms investing in, and can you describe some of the meaningful results from these investments? Bill, why don't we start with you to get started? Uh, sure, Jim, uh, and everybody. I'm, you know, in our firm, you know, much like I would assume in in all of your firms, te- technology and the advancement that we're trying to put put forth is uh, is moving at a at a flurried pace. Uh, f- for us here at Morgan Stanley, I would almost describe it as as you know, fr- from a objective perspective, we're we're continually trying to drive um, you know meaningful product. In enhancements. I'll, I'll review one specific example uh, after I go through all of the, you know, what I would view as our, our kind of going in objectives. Um, we we certainly want to modernize in all aspects the, the manner in which we deliver the business, you know, front to back, right? Whether it's through the client experience, whether it's through our network of of, of sixteen thousand financial advisors, right? We're we're very focused on modernizing. The platform uh, holistically, we're, like everybody else, we're probably still dealing or continue to deal with regula- regulatory changes and, and mandates that that probably still dominate to a certain extent our our technology budgets uh, every year. Um, and then, lastly, and, and perhaps this goes in line with with some of the modernizational themes, is that we're we're looking to embrace as as much as we possibly can. Um, digital tools that might be available, uh, you know, to us both internally, you know, certainly from an operational perspective, we think that there's a there's a lot of efficiency uh, that, that we can bring forth if we if we can adopt and implement and leverage some of these tools. What I thought would be good to at least bring you one hard example. It's been out, you know, in the news, you know, something relevant to, to our particular firm, um, and it affects us in. You know, in what we call our advisory business, um, you know, we we recently won an award uh, from Money Management Institute uh, for a new innovative uh, program that we rolled out called Wealth Desk. Uh, Wealth Desk won uh, at the at the very end of 2018. 
uh, an award for Sponsored Platform of the Year. And I'll describe it briefly. Um, and, and, and as I said, this is, this is a program that was designed to try to bring all of the kind of disparate programs that might go into, you know, bringing an advisory or a portfolio offering to a client. And the tool now brings all of those in, in almost a one-stop shop uh, model. You know, much of it, and I'm, and I'm, I'm my under, you know, from what, from what I know to be some of the conversation, and as, as we bring it forth, we know that the landscape of how investors are looking at, you know, firms like ours or, or, or firms like yours to really to deliver value for them. It's no longer about simply, you know, delivering a, 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 a better return than, than, let's say, the market benchmarks, but it's all about goals-based investing. So as, as we look at that, tools like Wealthdesk allow a financial advisor to, to look at a custom uh, offering for a particular client based on their particular goals, based all the, on all of their indicative data. It, it allows them within the tool itself to launch an investment proposal to that client Throughout the, the, the time that the client is invested in that portfolio, it allows for, you know, formal and informal health checks of that portfolio and how is it doing, you know, how, how is it doing against goal. Uh, and lastly, we think a pretty innovative piece that we uh, implemented alongside, you know, some of these innovative uh, uh, ways in which the client can deliver value, we actually implemented uh, uh, a tool with, with, with one of our partners, BlackRock, known as Aladdin, which helps us mitigate, you know, things like portfolio risk, concentrations, you know, allocations, things like that. So not only do we have, uh, you, know, from, you know, from start to finish, a way for the advisor to have a, an upfront meaningful conversation and a formal investment proposal, proposal that he can discuss with the client, can review throughout the life cycle of that client, the, the, the health check around that portfolio and how it's doing against goal, and then uh, we can also offer a very poignant and we think very innovative and creative solution around risk mitigation via Aladdin. So, you know, from a from a delivery perspective, it, this is a, a you know, as, as probably many of the things that you guys are working on, a, a front-to-back effort, right, not only from our innovative technology people, uh, you know, to even integrating these solutions that came out from a third party, but you know, front to back, all of the operational support, all the technology support, all the front end support in terms of developing requirements, testing, et cetera. This is kind of, I think, the way forward where you wind up delivering, you know, big programs that offer big value to the clients. And I thought I would at least share that example with you. Well, Phil, thanks for that. Maybe one, uh, one quick follow-up question. I'd be curious as to What's driving th that that transformative change? Is it a is it a desire to drive additional revenue? Is it a desire to drive lower expenses and increased efficiency, um, or you know a, a better client client experience? Or maybe it's you know some of all of that. Yeah, Jim, I would describe it you know as as probably a little bit of all of those things. We certainly want to be on the forefront. You know, from from a, a Morgan Stanley perspective, we want to be on the forefront of of offering these types of services to our clients. We know that in the advisory space, in particular, we've got you know competition anywhere from the low end robo offerings to you know highly sophisticated boutique shops. So so we've got to be you know cognizant of 
of, of, of kind of what the competition is doing so we can continue to be relevant and leading. So we think that, you know, not only that, that we can offer, you know, a, a kind of a best-in-class, you know, front-to-back offering ultimately to the client, we clearly want to make it efficient and effective for the advisor to actually utilize it, right? I think in some cases, you know, over at least the course of, of my time in the, in the business, sometimes we, we create, you know, highly complex, you know, maybe highly technical tools that don't necessarily lend themselves to ease of use with the, the financial advisor. So here it's all about, you know, can I create a one-stop shop to allow the advisor to do not only better business, but more business, therefore driving sales. We know even some of the regulatory things that it, that had been out there for the last few years, things like DOL, we're kind of pushing more clients into an advisory channel versus brokerage where there's a bit more value and, and a bit more flexibility relative to, to how you shape the, the, the client's portfolio. And then clearly from a, you know, an, an operational perspective and, a, and even a technology support perspective, a lot of what I described as, you know, that's com comprised with the Wealth Desk offering allowed us to uh, either eliminate or consolidate systems and processes to deliver that, right? So I think ranging from, you know, a best-in-class service that we can offer to our client to ease of use to the financial advisors so they can do better and more business, and then something that, you know, either directly or indirectly saves, uh, you know, efforts on the back end, you know, from a support perspective or all the drivers of, of programs like this. Thanks, Phil. I appreciate, appreciate that additional insight. Scott, what's going on over at Columbia Threadneedle? So similar to, to, to Phil, I mean, I'll, I'll recap some of the, the drivers that, that he highlighted because the, they, they resonate here as well. Uh, I mean, to, to summarize our view on, on technology, anywhere that we find something uh, that can bring scale to our organization, that can help streamline a process, that can help reduce risk, uh, and then, most importantly, um, but bring better results for, for our clients, uh, we're all for it, and we'll look at it. Uh, and I guess my, my kind of front and center example of this is, uh, is something that, that we've actually done within our investment team. Uh, and so we've, we've taken a look at um, a lot of the processes and a lot of work that, that our investment team has done historically, uh, and we continue to look for ways to enhance that, and technology has really played a key role there. Uh, and so, uh, just to be clear, uh, we are firm, firm believers in active management, um, and we firmly believe in the benefits that our analysts and our portfolio managers can play based upon their unique insights. And so to be able to maximize the amount of time that they have to generate those insights and apply them really has been our primary goal in uh, the application of technology in the investment area. And we've done that. And so we've utilized technology to further expand uh, our data collection process uh, and taking the amount of data that we've brought in and increase it in multiples. Uh, once you have that amount of data, uh, you also need to create a better way to distill it so that you take out the noise and you find the things that are, that are most actionable. Uh, and, and last but certainly not least, once you've got the data it's less noisy than it was before. You need to get it in the hands of the right folks uh, to be able to, to take that information and generate the types of insights that we think are actionable. So data collection, streamlining, streamlining the distribution of data, uh, and the distillation of that data are all things that, that we have implemented within our, our uh, organization 
uh, our investments organization, and um, we've really seen some positive results using tech uh, to enable our, our analysts and PMs to really help create and drive their actionable insights. Great. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate that. And Kirk, um, what about from an Oppenheimer perspective? Yeah, I think um, the what Phil and Scott talked about in terms of the drivers are all very much the same. I would say, you know, the, the, the primary driver is client value, uh, and then you look at operational efficiency. And as an ops person, that's you know, obviously near and dear to my heart, as, as is the former. Uh, but you, I heard somebody once kind of refer to financial technology and say, you know, picture this radar screen in front of you. And, and there's those things that are kind of at the center of the radar that may be less impactful, uh, but they're a little bit more fast moving. Those things um, are like robotic process automation, uh, smart workflows, you know, those sorts of things. And, and then there are the things that are on the perimeter of the radar screen, which are bigger, slower moving, and potentially much more impactful to our companies and, and the industry. And, and you know, that's kind of broad use blockchain, token investing, you know, a variety of other things, and then everything in between. And so as we look at that radar screen, we try to figure out where, where is it important to really be now going back to those drivers, driving client value, uh, driving operational efficiency, et cetera. And we've been able to kind of selectively, you know, play uh, in, in, in all of those areas. In terms of those kind of smaller, closer to the center of the radar screen things like robotics and smart workflows, um, we've really leveraged those uh, in, in our operations group and, and taken um, out, you know, uh, cost and inefficiency, but as importantly, improved speed to market on key client deliverables. Uh, but it also has helped us shift some of our people from what I would say are some mundane operational processes into much more kind of value-added work, and that's been a real positive for us from a human capital standpoint. Um, then you look at digital. Everyone talks about kind of digitizing the client experience, and we're all, I know, really focused on that. And a lot of that's due to the generational shift, et cetera. But um, that's we really looked at that even more, and, and trying to provide value, not just in terms of negotiability for clients, but also in terms of transparency in the portfolios. I think you know uh, Phil talked a little bit about this, but but um, also uh, in terms of education. Um, and then, you know, as, as a, I guess one other just interesting point, as an ops leader, I'm constantly looking at where, um, you know, what to keep in-house, what to leverage a third party for. And that landscape's changed quite a bit in the past, you know, 10 years and five years even more specifically. Um, what, what used to be, you know, you'd look at these big, larger uh, organizations to partner with, with for outsourcing, and there's still a ton of value there. Um, but there's so many new entrants to the market, these second and third movers in terms of technology that may help with an operational process. And so there's a whole new kind of gamut of, of technologies and firms to look at to, to solve problems for me, you know, from an operations uh, standpoint. And then kind of finally, you know, in, in, in terms of um, those more on the perimeter items, um, the, the blockchain and, and um, uh, you know, even some of the data science stuff, which is, I guess, maybe middle, a little bit more in the middle there. We are, we are looking at selective use cases there. From a data science standpoint, similar to what Scott talked about, uh, we really are trying to bring in more uh, uh, data points and distill those down also to uh, help our investors make better decisions, quicker decisions, uh, and also to help better, you know, kind of understand our clients and, and their needs. So we're, we're kind of working across all of that. I'll say a very specific thing that we've done and, and built in-house related to that is 
Um, our our uh, investment technology team has spent a lot of time uh, working with our portfolio management group on on uh, building out a tool that really brings all of their information together in one place. Um, so they're not having to kind of hunt and pack. They're not having to look at a variety of different reports, but they have one dashboard that they can look at to really get the right insights into their portfolios, their positions, uh, do pro forma, et cetera. And so that's been a real value add uh, to our investment team. You've been listening to Nixa Talk expert panels discussing today's most compelling asset management issues. Nixa is a trade association and support of professionals within the global financial community. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed or follow us on Twitter at Nixon News. Access to the complete live programming, including CE credits, is available to Nixon members. For information on how your firm can become a Nixon member, please visit nixa.org and view our membership page. For over 50 years, Nixa has been connecting global asset management participants to discuss and develop industry best practices. Join the conversation today.